Hello and welcome to the Save My Mental Health podcast for this week. I hope you had a good, uh, productive week. I hope that you were able to divide your time adequately to be able to get some things accomplished. And even if you weren't, that's okay too. It happens to all of us. Um, I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are taking care of your mental health in some capacity. And if you're not, I would encourage you to do so. And I also hope that um, wherever you are in the world, that you are surrounded by people that love and care for you and support you in some fashion or another. And I understand that that's not possible for everyone. So I want to validate that that is, that is tough, um, the feelings of loneliness and things of that nature. I also want to thank you for finding your way to my little corner of the world in this podcast, as I know you have a million different options for content, seemingly endless amounts of content out there. So however you made your way to me, I will be forever grateful for that. And I appreciate that. This week, uh, I was struggling to gather the motivation to even want to make this episode. And I thought about skipping it for this week. Um, one of those reasons being it is my birthday tomorrow or now, I guess. No, tomorrow. It's still PM uh, where I'm in California. So, um, yeah, I was going to give myself a break. Like it's my birthday. I get to take a break. That's been a consistent theme, I think, throughout my life is is whatever, wherever there's like a juncture where I can. I think holidays are set up like that, too, where we take breaks or we take time to refocus or recalibrate or refuel or whatever. And... This year, I'm going to give myself the gift of continuing to put it into myself and not take a huge chunk of time and do nothing with it because I know that I don't really fare that well when I when I operate like that. So I'm not going to eat a bunch of cake and I'm not going to eat a bunch of shitty food and I'm not going to give myself that type of luxury because that luxury turns into me feeling like shit about myself. So I'm not going to do it this time. It only took 37 years to recognize or realize that. So that's that's what I'm going to do. And so I was just getting the motivation to want to do this because I have a lot going on. And, um, and I also will use that as a blanketed excuse to not do things or to not push myself further, to not ascend beyond my comfort zones or what I think I'm capable of. And, and you'd be really shocked to see what you're capable of when you push yourself beyond your proposed or perceived limits and i think we we get too comfortable in our zones and we don't want to push ourselves past those limits because of these external factors and it's not like they're not good reasons not that like they're not valid or that they don't it doesn't there's no um meaning behind the fact that I need rest and I need to recalibrate and I need to refuel and I need to do all those things. But I, I think we take it too far. I know my, for myself, I do that. And um, I can get into very 1000% um, I'm on it or 0% I'm not on it. And there's not really anywhere in between. And I'm finding that in between now where I can have the rest, but I'm also on it. And, uh, and finding that balance has kind of been a lifelong uh, pursuit. And I think that is kind of the case for <clears throat> all humans is finding the balance in life and figuring out how do I divide my time? How do I maintain my sanity? How do I maintain being comfortable in my skin? How do I make my life work for me? And, and what does that all look like? And this week, given, given the scope of what I've been experiencing, um, is the topic of being overwhelmed. And I can't remember if I did one on that or not. If I did, it's part two. If I didn't, then it's the first part. Um, 
but I think even if I did, there's going to be many, there should be many parts about feeling overwhelmed or feeling like kind of the world is crashing down. And that uh, feeling of being overwhelmed and feeling like I can't do anymore, I can't push myself any further, I have nothing left to give, I have no more energy to expend, I think is a very common experience these days. Not that it wasn't before, but there are a lot of circumstances that are taking place um, in the world on a regular basis, and we're faced with these situations and these these um, se- se- seemingly new new life that we're having to adapt to, or this new way of living that we're having to adapt to, and and the higher cost of every single thing that you touch now is is. A pretty overwhelming thing to think about the fact that we don't have a whole lot of control over how all of that works even though we do have this democratic well, i'm going to say quote-unquote democratic system where we get to elect people to do to do things that will um hopefully make changes to those things and not steer the entire country in a direction that it that it can't come back from and cause irreparable damage um but that's seemingly not how it's been, not how it's been working out. Um, so it, to me, it doesn't feel very democracy-like. It feels um, like something else. And but I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just suffice to say, it, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel very democratic to me. And um, it kind of seems like when people, it's also overwhelming to me to think about when people make promises just in a general sense like in everyday life when people make promises if they break them that's hurtful uh, but when the elected officials break promises on a regular basis or you know when you know i don't know the expectation is that somebody's going to breed change and is going to bring this new wave of existence and it doesn't happen it's you know the expectation cycle of that and feeling let down and feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on is a lot to take in and also there's you know there's things happening in our world that should never happen and that's overwhelming as well thinking about future generations and how we operate as humans and and how this how the country operates as a whole and how we how we all coexist or not and i think being overwhelmed is a commonplace experience these days and that's sad to me i think and some of it can be controlled some of it some of it it just is and some of it is some of it is difficult or even not able to be accepted because of the nature of it and i think there's certain things that that i just will never get into acceptance for and Maybe I'll fight those things internally for the rest of my life. I'm not sure. But there's just certain things that happen that I don't think should happen. And I don't I don't know how to gather acceptance for those things. If I allow everything in my life, if I think about everything all told, what I have to do on a regular basis to make my life work, it seems like too much. And it seems like, what's the point of all of this? And it, it kind of brings about this... this um, feeling of existential crises because I wonder why 
I'm continuing to move forward and put all these things into practice and do all these things that I have to do and juggle all these things and experience all the stress and experience being overwhelmed and experience um, the fact that we don't have a lot of control over how things actually work in our lives and you know from a from a uh, from a macro perspective and that's a lot to carry as well. So am I supposed to, or are we supposed to just live in our little corners of the world and not think about those things? Do I get involved in some sort of like, um, I don't know, micro governmental official capacity level type situation, or would that even impact any change? Or would that just make me feel better at the end of the day that I was doing everything that I possibly could, but really the, the kind of the machine does what it does regardless of those little grassroots changes or efforts i would um i would assume or at least that's what i've seen in my years on this earth so the idea of being overwhelmed to me is kind of the idea that i feel a lack of control and over an over overstimulated lack of control where there's too many variables and there's too many things and I can't accomplish them all at once. I can't make them go away all at once. I can't, I can't feel like those things are remedied all at once. And it puts me into a status where I feel uh, like I want to curl up into a ball and I want to, I want to just lay on my floor and I want to do nothing. Sometimes I take time to stare at the wall because I feel so overwhelmed that I don't even, I don't even want to be, involved with social media i don't want to i don't want to do anything i don't want to answer an email i don't want to open my computer i have two computers sitting in front of me and usually they're both open they both have things going on the phone's going the everything you know the it's just a lot it's a lot of stimulation and sometimes i just stare off into the distance because that's all i can handle and i think that's a that's become like a an odd uh, way of coping or something uh but i think it's important to recognize where our feelings of being overwhelmed are coming from and what of it can I control and what of it can I not. It's kind of, and one of the things that I've put into practice is making a list of the things that I can control and making a list of the things that I can't. And the things that I can control list is checking out on that list. What of those things am I actually managing to the fullest degree that I could be. Typically, I find that, that when I make a list of things that I can control, I'm not really managing those things. In addition to the fact that I'm not managing the things that I can't control, I'm not managing my feelings towards those. And so everything feels um, pretty out of whack because of that. And the list of things that I can control, I get to cross those things off. So when you make that list, you can kind of put... You can just draw crosses right through those things or lines through those things, not crosses. We don't need to draw crosses, but you can do whatever you want. No preference on my end, but just crossing those things out and looking at those two lists side by side. Here's what I need to focus on. Here are the things that I can control. These are the things that I need to manage to the, to the highest degree that I possibly can on a regular basis. And I will probably, you will probably feel a hell of a lot better if you're able to do that. I've really learned that self-management and managing my thoughts and managing, not necessarily managing my thoughts, I'll rephrase that, managing 
what I do with my thoughts and how long I allow myself to entertain a certain concept or idea in my mind or thought. And there are, there are ways to control doing that. Uh, one of the ways, there's this actually a really good book about that particular thing, which is kind of the epicenter of how we get worked up into a position of feeling overwhelmed as we start thinking about things. So the thoughts, the swirling effect of the thoughts, the overwhelming sense that we get that this is whatever we have going on is too much. I can't process it. I can't think about it. I can't do anything about it. It's outside my control. I feel like I'm going to go insane. That transitions into feelings of anxiousness, uh, transitions into a physiological response where my body feels now like it's in a heightened state and I feel uncomfortable in my skin. I feel like I want to, like I want to, like I want to explode on some level. And so it starts up in the brain, it starts with our thoughts and the book is called, sorry, I didn't mention that it's called the untethered soul. It, it was recommended to me by, um, somebody that I, that I looked up to a lot and it helped me sort of see the concept of watching my thoughts instead of getting involved with all of them. This is a very simple version of what that book entails because it's very detailed and very wordy. I think you can get it for like $7 on Amazon or something. Untethered soul. Anyways, the whole gist of it is, is that I get to watch my thoughts as if they were some sort of floating... Um, floating board in my mind of things that just pop up sort of like maybe when you're at the airport and you see destination cities pop up or arrivals or whatever departures arrivals you get to look at that list and you get to choose the one that most fits to you know the one that is your flight and you get to go figure out where that is and you move in that direction very similarly i get to look at my thoughts in whatever order they're coming in and i get to decide this is something I want to get involved with on this day. And this is something I want to move forward with at this moment. If it's not something I want to get involved is in essence, if it's not my flight, if it's not my departure, it's not my arrival, then I don't get to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to get involved with it. I'm not getting involved with someone else's flight plan or someone else, whatever those thoughts, the things that enter into our minds, the things that are up there just kind of spinning around, aren't you, they're just, they're just there. They're it. They're part of the it. They're part of um, our narrator. Like I've mentioned before in the, the inner roommate uh, episode, if you haven't listened to that one, I would suggest doing so. But the inner roommate essentially just unconsciously babbles 24-7. And from every waking second, it just takes and up space in our minds. And we very um, easily made the association that that thing is us, that that's me that's speaking up there, that that's me that's narrating my life, and it's not. And I've, once I learned to separate those two things and to separate the fact that I have an option to get involved with the thoughts that are happening in my mind, that changed everything for me. And I, and I would encourage you to, to well, maybe read that book, but also if, you're, if you don't plan on reading or if you're not a reader, if you don't want to do that, and that sounds like a lot, Think about the example of, of departures and arrivals at an airport and think of your thoughts on a board like that and ones you can get involved with. And if you want to move forward with it and, and go with it, then go. If not, then it's not yours and you don't need to get involved with it. 
and it can be tabled for later. It can be tabled for never. Um, but a lot of that shit is just, just mindlessness. It, it means nothing. It's not connected to anything. And it's just, it's just nonsense. Um, but when we pay attention to it, when we give it meaning, when we make it emotional, when we make it personal, then, then it is something, then it does mean it has meaning, then it has an effect on us and it has a negative, super negative effect on how we operate and how we get to exist, uh, hopefully comfortable in our skin. But if I'm allowing myself to get carried away with everything that pops into my head, I'm in deep shit and I was like that for a long time. I was very, I didn't have any barriers to those thoughts. I didn't have any barriers to my, to my emotional experience. And it, and it took me into some very dangerous places. It cost me, it almost cost me my life many times um, through substance use or other various dangerous behaviors and, and maladaptive methods of coping and things of that nature. And it's easy to get carried away with your thoughts. It's, it's, we can make shit up in our minds literally that doesn't even exist. And we can start to emotionally move in the direction of something that's not even real. We can make shit up about other people in our lives, about situations, about what other people think about us, what our work thinks about us, what, what the world thinks about us. And we can, we can literally operate as if that's real and it's not at all. It's something that we made up in our fucking head. And it's so interesting to me, which is why I work in psychology and why I'm doing this and all the things that I'm involved with, because it's, it's fascinating to me the, the how, how humans operate and how our brains operate and how we can misconstrue information in our own minds and we can allow the thing that's attached to our body run our existence. Now, our brain is and does serve a purpose. It has there is meaning to having it, to having it, the ability to think and having the ability to process and make decisions and to have it, you know, be the, the central <clears throat> hub for operating everything in my body and my life and all that shit. It's very important, but only to the degree that it's, that it's helping me manage and operate the things that, that are necessities. Anything outside of that is nonsense and it's shit that's made up in the human experience. And it's shit that's made up by my inner narrator. And depending on whether your whether your uh, narrator is a he or a she, regardless of what it is, um, they are not your best friend, and they are not you, and they most likely don't have your best interest at heart. And so the way that that I gathered, uh, or the, what I took away from that book, and what my you know actually working on separating myself from that thing was that I it's called the seat of awareness is the is what it's called and, and envisioning yourself and literally a seat of some sort in your mind and thinking and watching those thoughts just exist and removing yourself from the equation removing yourself from all of those things and saying that these things don't are not me they don't have to be me I don't have to get involved if I don't want to it's just like real life if I don't want to get involved with something in real life I don't have to I can walk away just because my head's attached to my body doesn't mean that I can't mentally walk away from something in my head or I can just say that I don't want to get involved with this particular thing right now because I'm not ready. It's not time. I don't, or I think that's bullshit and I don't, I don't, and I don't agree with it. I've had, you can literally have conversations with yourself and say, you know, when thoughts pop up and say, I don't fucking agree with that. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna move in a different direction. You can you can share later, or I'll talk to you later, or whatever. It might make you feel or sound crazy or feel crazy, but I can tell you right now that's how I discovered that that thing wasn't actually me is because it just throws shit out there out of nowhere with no basis, no no thought, no um, no appropriate uh, like no appropriate feeling about how that might impact me or anything or anyone else or it's there's just craziness and when I started disagreeing and saying hey, yeah I don't think so or that's not going to work for me or I'm going to need you to shut up for a while it, it, it changed the changed my experience a lot and I don't care how how crazy it makes me feel or sound or anything of that nature because ultimately I'm the one that has to live with myself and and I was tired of that of that thing just kind of going on its merry way and, and having have literally having its way with me and and I would give into it all the time, especially when I was in the, the depths of substance abuse and suicidality and depression and anxiety and all that stuff and anger and obsessive thinking and I, and I was very I could I had no barrier to any of that stuff. It was just all it was just all open season and. The more safeguarded I am, the better I feel, the more in tune I can be with the world around me and the the more holes I can poke in that falsified sense of reality that my mind can project sometimes onto situations that and people and, and it can make things up that just simply aren't real. And we can call it we could call it our sense, like we I have a sense that this person's cheating on me and I don't really have any factual information that would say that I do and but I start operating like that person's cheating on me because because I developed this idea that that's actually happening. I had developed this idea that this person has bad intentions for me. I developed this idea that this other person over here doesn't really like me and has decided not to be friends with me because we're not talking, but I haven't had an official conversation with them to lay out, you know, what what the fuck actually happened. I just make up, we just make shit up in our minds. A lot of the, like, human thoughts, like the things that pass through our minds, the spaces in between, our brain naturally just makes shit up. That's actual research supports that are that we literally, when there's gaps, our mind just makes it up. So can you imagine how many things we've thought about or how many things that we've allowed to go on in our minds that aren't even real? That blew my mind when I started to re recognize how far off like my brain or my thoughts can actually get. So I guess the idea of being overwhelmed, we can kind of learn to manage that by understanding how much control we actually have by taking ownership of the things that we can control. And I don't get overwhelmed when when I start when I start rolling through a list of things that need to get done. And when something doesn't get done, I don't let it bleed into the next day. I allow myself that that space and that acceptance to say that this is all the energy that I have as a sing as a singular human person for one day of this 24 hour period. And I'm I'm done right now. I can move on from it. I can go to the next day and I'll get it done tomorrow. We can only do so much in one day. So I feel like we need to give ourselves a lot more space, a lot more credit, a lot more, a lot more kindness, a lot more compassion, because we're so used to this society of you need to turn and burn and you need to get all this shit done and you should be working 24 seven and you need to have a nine to five and a six to 12 and a five, whatever the fuck, whatever. 
I think we need more, more time, more space, more grace, more compassion, because you're going to burn yourself out. I've done it. I've, I, I still do it. And I'm only one person. And when I remember that, I, and you know, we don't have to be these like giants of, we can just be, be a person. You can just be a person that, that is only capable of so much at any given time. It doesn't mean that you're not going to accomplish your future goals or your dreams or that you're going to be the next big thing. It just means that you are trying to self-manage and you are trying to keep your emotions in check and you are trying to keep yourself from going insane. There's enough going on in the world with, without us having to take things out on ourselves, us having to not give ourselves grace and compassion and being able to allow ourselves space to not be overwhelmed and not have to live in this like heightened state of fight or flight response like like I need to be like I need to be ready to go at all times or that I'm my body is constantly ramped up like that that's not for physical health and well-being it's not anywhere near where we want to be and for a healthy person and it's not good for it's not good for us and I don't want that for us either I definitely don't want that for you I don't want that for myself and I don't think society's set up to make us feel good about ourselves, to be honest. If we're if we want to talk about it on like a like a huge macro scale, I don't I don't really don't think it's set up like that. You really have to work to find the space to to feel good about yourself and to find things that are positive and you know, the way that things are going at the moment, it's super easy to get overwhelmed and I wanna validate that and just say that that is that is real and that is something that Acknowledging that might go a long way to helping us learn what we can control and understanding and moving on and being able to accept um, accept the fact that there are things that we could be doing that we're not, but also uh, accept the fact that there might be things that we can accept, which is an interesting uh, concept of acceptance. But there are just some certain things that are happening in the world that I will never fucking accept and I can't because they don't make any sense and so they should never be happening in the first place. Not going to get into specifics on that, but I, I'm gathering you could probably guess what I'm what I'm alluding to. So I don't even have to. But there's just shit that I'm just probably not going to ever accept because it just shouldn't. In my mind, it should never happen. In the first place, we have enough going on with all all this extra shit and craziness and violence and um, uh, having everything, every single thing that we touch have a, a raised price attached to it. I mean, it's just. It's, it's turned into a mess, a really, a really big mess. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed because of that. Um, so I would encourage you this next week to put more into yourself as I, as I always suggest, but even more so now with the idea that, um, maybe, maybe you're overwhelmed because you're not able to, you're not managing the things that you can and you're allowing your, your thoughts to overwork you and overrun you. And that turns into an emotional situation and that turns into a physical situation and, and then you have a nice little mess for yourself. So I'd encourage you to take a look at the things you can control and how you're managing that and the things that you can't. Also make the list of things that, 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 that are unacceptable to you that are going on and see what that looks like as well. And just be willing to take a look at these things. And also, you know, a good read would be The Untethered Soul and thinking about your thoughts and yourself in the seat of awareness in your mind and watching your thoughts as if they were on a board at an airport and you get to pick and choose your destination. And if you don't want to choose a destination, you don't have to. You can just you can just be. But if you do, then you can move in that direction. You can take that single destination and you can go with it. If not, 
then you could do nothing. That's the, that's the kind of power that we actually could have that I think we miss because we're not really, it's not something that's talked about. Like I said, society's not really set up to make us feel awesome about ourselves. So hopefully this message is being received um, on a core level with, with all of you. And, and I, I thank you for your time. If you need mental health assistance, as always, please look up uh, psychiatry therapy, psychologytoday.com is a great way to do that. With your insurance, you can check for providers that are under your plan. And also, um, you know, support groups are great. I think people have mixed mixed feelings or experiences with support groups. Um, but whatever your flavor is for support groups, there's something for it. And it doesn't have to be 12 steps. It could be smart recovery, which is uh, CBT-based. So, Or it could be emotion anonymous. Interesting interesting group. Um, Depression Bipolar Support Alliance is another one. Wherever you find yourself, it's just good to have community support or feel like we belong to something and, you know, reaching out to family or, you know, checking on other loved ones or friends. And um, if you need immediate assistance, um, the suicide hotline is is a great thing to call and they have people available 24-7. And especially if you feel like you're in danger or feel like harming yourself, I would, I would suggest doing that. If you type in, um, the suicide hotline for your local area and it'll pull up a number that is relative to your location. And so all that being said, I thank you again for your time and I wish you all the best and I will talk to you next time. Thanks.